Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Coffee with Concrete Rose. My name is Angel and I am the Concrete Rose. Today I'm drinking drinking a green tea latte with a long shot of blonde espresso from Starbucks. It's one of my favorites and it's the best drink that it's not so bitter, but it gets that gets you right and jizzed up for studying really, really quick. Um, I'm at the Regent University Library, so you see why I chose that drink as my drink of the day. As you know, every Wednesday is health day. And if this is your first time joining the show, well, welcome. Um, This podcast is my dedication to helping women pursue their God-given vision in Christ through entrepreneurship, fashion, and health. Uh, It's not just my podcast is dedicated to it, but my life is dedicated to this. I absolutely love these three things, um, as well as relationships, building healthy relationships. Uh, And I just really want to make sure that you all know how to navigate through these three different aspects that are so vital to building the woman God has made. All right. So as you all know, every show starts with godly inspiration. So let's get right into it. As you know, I always come with a godly inspired word to motivate and encourage your life today for your life. God wants you to know that you have nothing to be afraid of. Oftentimes when we want to move forward or we want to pursue our our God-given visions, we can um, become afraid to step out. Um, And then out of fear of stepping out, we become lazy. (laughs) And uh, this is something that I've went through. So it's not something that you say you're worthless or you condemn yourself. No. You can come out of this. See, the idea of becoming something more than what you are right now and uh, is like more enlightening than actually pursuing your dream at times. But what's more fulfilling is pursuing your dream. And God wants you to be motivated to move forward with intensity and without fear. In 1 John 4, 18, it says that, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear because fear involves punishment. See, God is not here to punish you. He is the giver of all things good, including those dreams that he birthed in you. Back to the scripture. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. The fact that you are afraid shows that you don't know God for who he truly is. Knowing God, you will be able to confidently say, I will pursue this dream that he's given me. And through all life circumstances, I will persevere because God has shown me the end. And I know that since he showed me the destiny and the end, he will make sure I get there. So I will jump. I will jump and trust God. I will jump and seek out mentors to guide me. I will jump and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom as I continue this journey. I hope that this inspired you. Uh, The verse for today was 1 John 4, 18. 
I really want to encourage you to memorize this scripture. And starting a lot of the ventures that I have started and am going to start, I literally mutter this verse to myself for every single step. Um, rest assured, the steps do get easier as you keep on walking and with the Lord, but keep going. Praise God. We'll be right back with the topics of the day. The topics of the day come from the Wall Street Journal and the Miami Herald. I almost, I almost forgot exactly where I got this information from. So we're going to go into the first topic. Why are jobs going unfulfilled as the economy expands? So the economy is really strong right now, but there are some industries that are having troubles filling positions. Mainly these are the transportation, retail, and business service sectors, such as warehouse jobs. And um, the job openings reached 6.7 million last quarter. And that's a 17-year high because unemployment has always been an issue. So what is going on? Why are there more people um, employed than really there are jobs <laughs> available? Well, this is causing a lot of the industries to become more competitive and how they recruit and get uh, their employees. They're increasing wages. Um, this is something that has become a phenomenon, especially in the transportation industry. Um, a lot of the uh, truck companies are really putting a lot of interest into making the trucks more comfortable. They really want to make sure that they have incentives that will bring other truck drivers to their companies to drive for them. Also, in the transportation industry, a lot of those truck drivers are aging. People are not um, exactly wanting to stay in the field. Young people are not wanting to get in the field. So it's phasing out in the employment world. Now, I was really especially uh, surprised to hear that the retailers were increasing their wages, except for the fact that small businesses have been growing enormously in the U.S. So when you think about the small businesses hiring then it makes a lot of sense. They're hiring more, they need more people, so they're going to be promoting more jobs. So the bigger companies that we see are closing, it's not so much that they're not getting consumers, but the small businesses are growing. Now, my concern for this is, is that this is the bubble that I was talking about in a few episodes ago. Uh, a lot uh, there is usually a bubble that forms so now that the economy is strong but workers are not um, filling those positions the businesses feel comfortable with increasing their um, their uh, credit so they're going to borrow more as they're borrowing more from banks they're going to hire more because they say hey I'm going to get back my money it's not a big deal so this is where it happens 
inflation is going to take place. The price of goods are going to go up. As inflation goes up, the people who have those jobs that they're de- be, that these uh, industries are begging people to take, the inflation is going to match the same amount of income and therefore they're going to be at the same level they were before the inflation happened. So what does that mean? Well, when inflation comes up and that means the price of goods increase, then you're going to have um, a lack of workers or a lack of uh, enthused workers uh, wanting to take part in the economic growth. And that is where the bubble is, is going to begin to form. In addition to that, from the Miami Herald, we see that, and I'm going to sum it all up at the end, we see that uh, President Trump is trying to have legal immigrants have their path to a green card blocked. Um, This means he's putting forth a proposal that will reduce legal immigration um, from having permanent residents. This, I'm going to give more facts first. Really, what they're wanting to do is to stop uh, immigrants from receiving um, items such as food stamps, Medicaid benefits, rent, utilities, subsidies, and enrolling their children in public schools. They feel that it is making a tax burden on the taxpayers by supporting the immigrants who come in. So... The current regulations, this is not something that is new. Also, current regulations allow immigration officials to really consider a narrow range of public benefits in deciding whether an applicant uh, for resident might become a burden on taxpayers. And it blocks them from considering non-cash assistance such as food stamps and preschool subsidies. So while there is a narrow range that... um, regulations have allowed, you know, for immigrants to be able to get some kind of, um, some, some kind of substance to be able to build their lives on. Now they're saying, no, you're, you're, you're not getting the green card. You're not going to be able to apply for these benefits. We don't want, you know, you're not going to be able to come a permanent residence. And this goes in so many different areas of, as far as immigration and, if this proposal really does go become a bill and go into effect, I can just see it now. My thing is here, with the way the economy is going, um, some of the chief economists should talk to Trump and offer advice as far as allowing immigrants to work uh, in the U.S., and maybe have a graduated formula. That's not, that's not my thing. Um, but in addition to being able to fill the gap, that will bring more workers, which will close the bubble that is forming with an, an, a fast economic growth in the United States and a lack of available workers. This will also produce production and trade. All I have to say, you all, is one, Trump, I, you know, I, I, he's my president. He is not a leader that lives by what he preaches. We all know that. What I will say is that as I'm explaining this and looking into this and re- really researching this, I have to say, do not get caught in the hype 
Make sure that you are saving. Make sure that you are putting your finances to the side and getting out of debt. Because if if President Trump takes this next term, we may see a prolonging of economic uh, stability, maybe, maybe, depending on how the bubble goes and how the Federal Reserve works. If he does not get reelected, then we're definitely going to see a decline in a lot of areas. Interest rates are going to go up and it will be somewhat of a mini recession, if not an economic recession. That is my two cents to all of this political and economic sense. Let's get right into the topic of the day. As you know, every Wednesday is Health Day. The topic series that we're going to embark on is your health is your wealth. But today's topic is what if you're eating healthy on a tight budget? Ugh, how do you do it? Today I have five tips on how to eat healthy on a tight budget. So I know that you've probably probably been listening to this podcast and you're like, you know what, this girl is right. She, I need to get out of debt and I need to do still be healthy. So what can I do? You make your budget and you're like, man, I only have so much to go to the grocery store with. Well, I am here with some tips that will help you stay healthy even on a small budget. All right, let's get right into it. Number one, plan your meals before you go to the grocery store. One of the biggest problems that can happen is that you plan your meal at the grocery store. I'm guilty of it. So um, one of the things you may want to do is like, if you know you like a certain meal um, in the morning time, just get the ingredients for that breakfast. Don't get a lot of these snacks and nutritional bars. Make something nutritious that can be prepped easy. So if you like avocado toast, go ahead, mash up your avocado so that it's easy to, easy to spread on the toast. Have your bread um, already ready to go. Here's a tip for you, a tip inside of a tip. I freeze my bread. When I get my bread, I'm not a big bread eater, so it'll go a lot of times it'll go uh, spoil before I get a chance to eat it. So as soon as I get my bread, I throw it in the freezer. It doesn't harm the bread. It's not hard to defrost. Um, literally, if you take the bread out and prepare everything else, the bread is like ready to go by the time you're ready to eat it. So freeze your bread. Back to planning your meals. Go plan, just know, prepare after you have already began, after you've planned your meal. So if you know you want avocado toast, mash the avocados, your bread's in the freezer, and all you have to do now is have your, uh, cook your eggs. So it makes it super easy. You can have avocado toast with eggs. Also, you know how much the calorie count is, and that makes it super easy every morning to go ahead, make some breakfast, keep it going. Tip number two, buy vegetables that are on sale or go to grocery stores that are cheap. You guys, 
I'm guilty of this too, but I had to really get in my mind. Am I going to go get organic fruits and vegetables that are hard to find and more expensive and I won't be able to stretch my dollar? Or am I going to really bite the bullet, get fruits and vegetables that are healthy for me, not organic, and I can get full? I think I'm going to choose getting full with not organic fruits and vegetables. Buy your vegetable. If you can find or organic vegetables that are on sale, by all means do it. But if you when you're looking at kale, kale is still kale. Um, and if you listen to my podcast yesterday, really, truly nothing is organic because everyone uses uh, pesticides. Copper sulfate is the pesticide that almost all farmers use and a UK report proved that it can cause cancer. Not that it does cause cancer, but it can cause cancer. Just is a lot of different things. But back to my point, kale is kale. You can buy it for $2.99 at Whole Foods or you can buy it for 99 cents at Kroger's. Your choice. But if you're trying to stretch a buck, I would suggest going to Kroger's. <laughs> if you don't have a Kroger's in your area or you have a, a local grocer in your area, go to the grocer and ask them about their manager specials. They do have manager specials available where you're able to buy uh, produce that's about to spoil or if they don't sell it in time, they cannot sell it. Uh, That's how I buy a lot of products. I just eat that product first when I get home. So if I'm going to cook something right away, I say, okay, I'm going to use this. You don't have to buy everything that's on manager special. Just putting that out there. I was guilty of it. Tip number three, cook large and store for later. This is especially easy in the fall and the winter time when you can cook stews, you can cook soups, you can freeze them and you can just take them and go and just put them in the microwave or back on the stovetop and warm them up. Perfect. In the summertime, um, may I suggest a lot of salads. It's easy to keep romaine lettuce. It stays for a while. And just having the toppings, you can put different proteins in there and make a variety of different salads. So that is a good one to use. But you can also really buy larger when you're doing this to cook larger and it will stretch your dollar for a long time. I know in the fall and the winter time, I will make like three soups or three stews um, and a pan of like rice, beans, and some kind of polenta or bread. And I would literally rotate through those for like two weeks. I know that sounds like it's just gross. And if you're one of those people that really hates leftovers, I feel sorry for you. I really do because leftovers are awesome just saying. But yeah, another thing is, is that you can cook large side dishes. It doesn't have to be the main meal. So starting your week off by cooking um, rice, like you've already planned your meal. You know that most of your meal is going to use rice, beans, or uh, some kind of vegetable that can be cooked. I like, like for me, for instance, I use spinach a lot. So I'll go ahead and cook all of my spinach and then take it out at times and put it away. Yes, it's kind of like meal prepping, but it's not so much sectioning, making sure you have the right calorie count and all of the excessiveness that comes with meal prepping. 
If you are a meal prepper, please contact me at Coffee with uh, the Concrete Rose on Instagram. I would love to just discuss the whole meal prepping process with you. I detest it. (laughs) Be right back with tip number three. Tip number four, before I go into tip number four, let me finish up with tip number three. I detest the calorie counting in the process of food prepping. I can only have a hundred calories of nuts. Oh my goodness, it's a nut. (laughs) But (laughs) that's just what I meant by I detest food prepping. Food prepping with just cooking a meal, absolutely understandable. Okay, tip number four, buy cheap proteins. So uh, I want to make a point that cheap proteins are some of the things that you will have to plan out before you go to the grocery store. So this goes into your plan, your meal process. Cheap proteins are such things as eggs, tofu, and other meat specials. May I suggest that when you go to the grocery store, go get your meats first. They're usually the most expensive, so if you know how much you spent on your meats, then you can know how much you can, you have for your vegetables and so on. But get your meats first, then get your vegetables. I know a lot of grocery stores put produce right at the door, and so people go there first, and then they move to the meat. No, get your cheap your your cheap proteins, and then come back to the the uh, vegetables so that you your you can pair it well. And you have whole meals to be able to do it with. Um, the reason why a lot of grocery stores put that the produce at the front is because it spoils the fastest and they want people to buy it. Also, if you're looking um, at some of your meats, try to choose the lean meats. Of course, they uh, a lot unless, of course, you you're doing a certain diet like the paleo diet, uh, where you you're eating meat consistently. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> nothing to you if you're on the paleo diet, but try to, uh, for women, lean meats are our friends. So that's all for the cheap proteins. Tip number five. This is one that I've always learned from older women and it's keep the staples in the house. So staples are such things as rice, beans, pasta, or spinach pasta if you don't want, you know, the starch and everything. Vegetable broth or chicken broth, some kind of flour if you want the regular flour or rice flour, milk, um, either almond milk or regular milk, and some type of sweetener. Keeping the staples in the house makes it a lot easier when you go to uh, the grocery store to buy your meals. And it also can stretch your dollar a lot more. Uh, With that, you have to know that keeping the staples in the house means that you're going to have to cook. I don't think y'all heard me the first time, so I'm going to repeat it for you. You have to cook. That is how you're going to stretch your dollar and eat healthy on a tight budget. 
eating out, yes, you can do that maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks. But really cooking is what's going to stretch your dollar, planning your meals, knowing what foods you do have in the house. I know uh, some people come and they're like, you got all this food in the house. I'm like, yes, I know everything I have in the house. I have two cans of red beans, one can of black beans. You know, I know I have chicken soup. I know I have these things. So then when I go, I'm not buying a whole, the same thing over and over and over. So cook and be healthy. Your health is your wealth, you all. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, I mean, not this week, I apologize. This Wednesday (laughs) with Your Health is Your Wealth. I enjoyed doing this episode. I would love to hear if you all have some other ways to stretch your budget for eating healthy. Please contact me on Coffee with Concrete Rose on Instagram. And also like my page on Uh, Facebook. It is I am the concrete rose. I would love to hear some other tips that you can probably help me. Um, I have always eaten um, on a tight budget just because I don't like spending so much money on food unless I have a lot of people to feed. So I try to typically leave my uh, budget in a certain area. All right. This sounds like this is it for today's episode. I love you all so much. I just really want to thank you all for being such a huge support. It makes me feel great to know that I am doing this and people are actually supporting me and listening to this. If you have any suggestions or if you have any questions or want to add or even be interviewed on this podcast, please contact me at those uh, different forms that I gave you just a little bit earlier. I love you all. I hope that you all have a great week. The rest of the week is hump day. So it's almost Friday. (laughs) I'll talk to you all tomorrow. And remember, tomorrow we have no news reel. We're getting right into the topic of business. I know that you guys are going to enjoy it. See you soon. Bring your coffee. I bring the gab.